What's up? This is Jeff Staple of the Business of Hype. And as everyone on planet Earth now knows, this is kind of a strange time that we're living in. With everyone hunkered down in their own homes, we were challenged with figuring out how to make a show, both logistically, because I typically interview all of my guests in person, but also like conceptually, like what do you guys want to actually listen to right now in the midst of what we're facing? What do y'all need right now? So we figured maybe let's call a bunch of the good people that have been on the show and just ask them how they're dealing and coping with Corona, both from a business standpoint, but also a personal one. I think hearing from people that inspire us will help us to figure out the footing in these uncertain times. I think we all go through this daily battle of figuring out big picture problems like family and unemployment and health while also tackling minutia, tiny details like when was the last time I washed my hands or do I have enough toilet paper and is it time to replace my mask or can I get away with one more day? These are definitely very unprecedented times. And so this is just our small part in attempting to gather us together and share some stories. I hope you're able to get something out of these. I know for sure it's helped me out a lot just to have these conversations. Okay, let's get into it. So before we get started, um, just for the record, uh, who am I talking to? What do you do? And where are you right now? Uh, Jerry Lorenzo. And um, what I do right now is I am a principal. I'm a homeschool teacher. <laughs> um, janitor. Like. CEO, janitor of this household. So um, titles, um, titles <laughs> changing by the uh, circumstance, man. Word. For sure. And are you, you're in LA, right? Yeah. Los Angeles, uh, Los Feliz. Um, so, you know, we were obviously in this like crazy, crazy time right now. And like you just said, it changes by the day. Take me back like 30 days ago when the world was quasi normal. What were yeah. you preparing for? What were you gearing up for? What were you excited about? And then this hit, like where, what was going on in your life then? I think 30 days ago was like super crazy, man. For me, I had uh, just left Milan. We just shot the campaign for Xenia. Yep. Uh, left Milan for Chicago. We had a release with Nike the following week. Um, and then was preparing to get back on a plane to go to Paris for the beginning of this month to release and present the Xenia collection. And so 30 days ago, my, my life was, was pretty, pretty hectic, was pretty insane. And so definitely didn't necessarily see this coming in the way that it hit. Yeah. Um, and I think we're all guilty of selfishly just being involved. So uh, involved in what we personally have to do. Um, and so during that time, you know, our, our showroom in Paris, we had, you know, the hand sanitizer and we had a few of the cells, people wearing uh, the masks mm -hmm. and, um, uh, the outbreak had started to um, kind of infiltrate Milan uh, a little heavy around that time. And so we were aware of it, but we weren't necessarily concerned. Yeah. I think no one having had a history of being in this, it's sad to say that uh, the warnings are never enough until you see the, the physical results of what you've been warned about. And yeah. It's sad that it, it takes countries 
to go through significant loss to make significant change instead of mm-hmm. instead of being in a position where we can trust those that are experts in certain areas and and, and follow their lead you know it's that it's that feeling that we think we're invincible until we see that we're not yeah and it's just like hey i'm just you know we're we're so flooded with so much information and it's like you're 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 getting this information about this disease and you're also filtering it through how you're getting the information and you're like you know the only reason i'm hearing so much about it is because of the day and age of the digital age we live in it's not necessarily that maybe the disease is that bad you know i never right. heard about ebola and swamp flu yeah. and other bird and flu like, yeah yeah at at this level you know and so you're you know, and, and that's kind of the the downside of of, of social media, right? Is because we're flooded with um, information from all these different filters and really no experts. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Um, it's hard to make a decision based on wisdom, and it's hard to find where you get the right information from. Yep. Um, and I think where we are now is, you know, okay, now we're forced to be in this situation where we have to reset. Mm-hmm. We have to reset yeah. on how we receive our information. We have to reset on what it is that we share with the world and when we share with the world. And everything we do needs to be intentional. You yeah. Know? It, um, you know, from from as again as, as simple as who who you're following and who's feeding you. Yep. Everything you know? has to be yeah, yeah. sort of like considered. Everything's got to be considered. Yeah. Everything's got to be considered and. Um, I, I hate that we had to go through this as a world to get to this place mm-hmm. uh, of perspective. Um, okay, so you were in Milan, you came back to LA, and then do you remember how long you were up and running as a company and as an office before you you shut down? Uh, man, let's see. Like the presentation was like March second. I think we were. I think we were probably in the office for like a week, and before we got the government shut down, I. I was kind of ahead of the gun and I just told my staff to take that Friday off. And it Mm -hmm. was during that weekend um, that we kind of got the news that, you know, the the city's getting ready to be shut down. Um, But, you know, for me, you know, I've I've got to wear a head of HR, I've got to wear a CEO hat. And so Mm -hmm. um, I've got to think about my people first, you know, I've got 30 plus employees and not that I'm concerned or about, any legalities that could happen, but I'm just more concerned about like the 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 safety and well being of the people that that love and, and and work for me. You know, the, the way that fear of God has always moved is um is has always been I, I want to say neutral to the environment. You know, we're mm-hmm. not we don't move on based on trends. We've never moved based on the fashion calendar. You know, yeah. when, yep. when the uh business of fashion article comes out that Paris fashion week is canceled. Like that has literally no, I mean, I don't right. literally no effect on fear of God, but we don't depend on that. Anyhow, we have been operating from a place of intention and honesty for the six years that we've been in place. You know, mm-hmm. we only put collections out when they're, when they're done, when, when, yeah. when we feel like we've reached a level where um, to the best of our resources, we could tell the best story at this time. And mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with when budgets are open or when people are buying, but when we feel like we have the best thing to present to the world. I think for us, it's just like digging in deeper into this uh, intentionality of creativity and why are we doing what we're doing? Um, yep. and, and 
not to say we've always been doing it right, but we've been on a path to now that we're hit with this, we can kind of navigate maybe a little bit better than other brands. Mm. You know, because we're we're used to the, you know, our last collection that we released was, you know, at the end of 2018. Right. You know, that was you move at your own pace for sure. At the same time, most of your stuff is is made in LA in factories in LA, which now you can't access, right? Yeah. Yep. And and we we can access if we are um uh, creating pieces for um, for the hospitals or for medical workers, and so okay. uh, we've trying to do our 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 part. Mm-hmm. And we've been in touch with uh, Greg Lauren, who's uh, put us in contact with um, a company where he sourced uh, this material that hospitals use hospitals use to like wrap medical trays that is like ninety nine percent. Uh, bacteria proof okay. that we're putting in between uh, these uh, face masks that we're creating. Oh shit, that's dope. Um, we're not just using like leftover fabric, <laughs> right? Uh, but we're right. you know we're lining it and, and making sure that these are a hundred percent functional and doing what they need to do. And so and so you'll open your factory to make those medical we, supplies we've already been open yeah we've been working on this for we've been in touch with greg for like since a week and so we've been opened now and so you know we we're doing our part and trying to keep some people employed mm-hmm. uh, trying to keep some 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 money going and then also obviously using our resources to the best that we can to uh in the immediate you know make um make these masks the governor of uh new york has has mentioned uh that there's other needs from uh from what nurses are wearing and so we're mm-hmm. in a position to potentially help there as well that's amazing and, uh, uh as as long as we have the resources the financial resources to to give that's what we're going to do yeah i think and, one of the toughest parts about being a ceo at, at, in a business is that you have to balance the safety of your team and your family but also the the commercial aspect like you have to keep them working but keep them healthy in this stage so it's hard to say like hey guys go home and just take care of yourselves and your family but then like they also want a paycheck they want to be doing something too so it's hard to sort of figure out that balance i find yeah 100 percent, man and like you know all of my employees are being paid during this time you know mm-hmm. everyone fully that's employed by fear of god is being paid and um you know will will not do some of the the heavy activations that we planned in order to keep, you know, my team on payroll. You know, that's the, you know, I think more important than anything is making sure that the people that work for me feel covered, you know, from a, not a financial sense, but just from a sense that, Hey, my, my company has my back and sees me as a, as a parent and as a a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a sister or a brother Mm -hmm. or husband um, and those really important titles beyond what they do for fear of God first. That's really important to me. Word. You know, that they know that I, I I see them first as as who they are most important in their lives. Yeah. And for me, you know, I've always been trying to to get to this higher place of perspective. You know, and you ask me what I do, and like you know, I'm I'm a father first. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a father first, and I'm a husband, and um, these are the things that are most important. Speaking about you personally now, uh, like while you're holed up in the house, um, are you finding it uh, challenging to try to stay productive? 
Uh, I would say the first few days were were just challenging because now I'm working from home and um, working from a home office, and I've never really utilized my home office and to find a rhythm and you know brought my printer and all my my boards from the office and <laughs> racks of uh, clothing and samples. Seventh collection, like this place is just. Did you? Yeah. Oh, so you like mobilized in your house before all your stuff is in there now. Oh yeah, I, I've got everything up here. Shit! <laughs> wow. I'm afraid to to be still, man. I'm afraid to be still and not continue to press and, and and to keep things going. And you know, a lot of the things that we're working on for Seventh Collection for Essentials, you know, the samples are coming in and they're they bring me joy. And it's a reminder of why I do yeah. what, I, what I'm doing. You know, there's there's something about creativity and, and and bringing product and ideas to the world, whether it's through music, music or clothing or whatever it is that you do, that is a source of hope. Yeah. I think now you have to find the the line between are you creating to impress or are you creating to inspire? And mm-hmm. so absolutely. Now everything is there's a new filter on it. There's a yeah. new filter on everything that is going to be put in the market. Right. The consideration is so much more now. Like every time I post some article of clothing, like I have to make sure that it really will mean something now. It's not just some fluff bullshit, you know, like it's got to really resonate. Yeah. And, and I, and I, and I feel like I've tried to do that. The history, if you, you know, the people that follow me, like I'm, I'm, I'm first to talk about my faith. I'm, I'm, I'm first to share, you know, the, mm-hmm. the the demons and battles that I've fought from alcoholism to um, self doubt and uh, and 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 depression and things that I've had to battle um, and and been, been been vocal about that and and now it's just another level of of transparency and honesty and it's you know it's yeah. similar to you know three and a half years ago when I went to Nike and I was like if we can't make a new shoe that's a functional basketball shoe, I just feel like it's dishonest to color up something. And so mm-hmm. going back to like the roots and the purpose of what we've always tried to do as a brand is like provide honest new solutions, you know? And yeah. um, if what we're put bringing to the world isn't inspiring and isn't an honest solution that I feel like you may need, then it's most likely going to not make the collection. It's yeah. most likely not going to be shared, you know, across, across right. social media, you know? Yeah. Speaking of inspiring, are you finding it challenging to find inspiration now that you're sort of locked up in the house? Man, I mean, I hate to give out like my codes, but <laughs> I've got, you know, I've got magazines from like the late seventies to like, you know, the late nineties from GQ yeah. to to Vogue. And I'm just like digging back into like all of these magazines that I haven't touched or, in a long time. And or, that's the one advantage is you have the time now to really dig. Oh man. And it's, you know, it's just like all the, all the codes and like, you know, the, the, uh, icing, uh, on cake that mm-hmm. seventh collection, you know, that, because I've been running so much, I haven't had time to just sit, right. you know, and now I'm just sitting and I'm digging through where, you know, most of my heaviest inspirations are coming from. And a lot of answers are coming during nice. this time. And so again, those first three days were like a little hard to find that rhythm, but I got kind of set up here mm-hmm. and 
you know, very, very like, like, I don't want to miss the message of this moment and what, mm-hmm. what is God or what is, what is, what is the message that we're supposed to get during this time? And so yeah. I'm just doing all that I can to make sure that I'm a better human at the end of this, you know, a better creative, I'm a better yeah. person. That's a perfect segue to my next question, actually. Through this whole ordeal now that we've gone through, what have you learned about the state of humanity and people, like in general, man, it's, I've, I've, it's the the good in all of us that we've all believed in one another deep down is rising. It's very, it, it's fulfilling to feel and fulfilling to see. You know, this this mm-hmm. this pandemic shows that we're all equal and that the luxuries of humanity are the same to everyone. And that's right. time with the people that you love, and that's um, that, that it's it's not material in in, in the sense of uh, again material in the sense of in, impressing, but in material in the sense of inspiring. And I think that people are yeah. are just moving to a, a, a higher perspective of awareness, which is which is a beautiful thing, and it's a thing that we sure. all believe that we're all have this common thread amongst us. But so many times we're just flooded with negativity and um, division that it's hard to see that common thread. And I think this pandemic has like joined us humanity all together. So let me ask you to play fortune teller for a minute now. Mm-hmm. What do you predict will be the long lasting effects of this? So, you know, we're working on a vaccine. There's going to be a cure. This will pass. It's it's sort of passing in China. We don't know when it's passing, but it will pass. What do you think will be the long-term effects? Do you think we're going to snap back into the reality that we just came from? Or do you think there will be some significant changes going forward? Forever? I think that'd be sad if we snapped back to where we were. Yeah, you me know, too. And I think companies now, um, instead of looking to have this financial increase year to year, um, will start to measure their impact on the world differently. And I the benchmarks mm-hmm. and how how we measure our influence or how we measure our our value are 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 going to change, and that's what I think is going to be the difference going going forward. And it's going to force um, companies and people that are creating and um, putting things out to really, again, as you said, heavily consider what it is. Are you are you doing this to uh, impress or are you doing this to inspire? I think that's really, yep. really the question. Really the question. How about on a on a day-to-day sort of more personal level? Do you think like people will be trepidatious about like going to music festivals and concerts? Oh, no, and, doubt. Like- no doubt. I mean, you, I mean, we're all, we're all, we're all trepidatious now, you know, walking, walking yeah. in the grocery store, you know, we do a family walk here in Los Feliz uh, with my kids and kind of up around by the observatory and we see another family and we move, you know, six to eight feet away. And, yeah, right. Uh, it's weird. Like you go on the other side of the street and shit, right? Yeah, like, you just, I, I don't imagine how soon that's going to change just because the government tells everybody everything's okay. You know, so we've got yeah. we've got to get through this fear. We've got to get past it. Yep. And one of the ways to get through this fear is to make sure that you're feeding yourself with as much faith as you are feeding yourself with as much fear. And I think right now, mm-hmm. the flood of fear, 
through our televisions, through our phone calls and through social media is way outweighing how we're feeding our faith. And I think now it's just a time to like feed your faith because post this, that's what we're going to, that's the lens and that's the perspective that we're going to have to look through in order to, to move past, you know, if we're trapped looking at this through a perspective of fear, I don't see us being able to, um, to elevate and and, and move on in a way that, that potentially we could. Mm, Well said, man. Um, before we, before we, uh, take off, are there any last shout outs you want to give to like, you know, donations or people you want to try to support or organizations we could, we could help spread the word on the, on the podcast. Um, I mean, I, I want to inspire the creatives, man. I want to inspire the creatives that feel like because the industry is struggling that, that their gifts and their talents are going to struggle. And I don't think that's true, mm-hmm. you know, because fashion mm-hmm. week's not happening. Doesn't mean that you don't have a voice, you know, right. um, just because the market may seem down, that doesn't mean that what you have to say or propose to the world isn't valid or needed. And so I just want to encourage the people that are um, really creative and the, and the people that are bringing ideas through clothing and through music and through all these different platforms to stay inspired to create. Absolutely. This might even be the best time to do it, actually, you could argue. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, who, who yeah. are you post this? I mean, are you still the dude that's like, that's, again, trying to impress in this atmosphere. To me, that's always kind of been a little distasteful, but now it's super distasteful, you know? (laughs) Totally, yeah. You know, again, it's like, you know, again, creating with a purpose, man, and and understanding the purpose and and not letting capitalism be that purpose. And I feel like the brands that are driven by capitalism and driven by that are the ones that are going to fail. I think the ones that are driven by purpose and solution-based and function-based are the ones that are going to be okay. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for your time. Of course, brother. Appreciate you, man. So let's start with the the basics. Um, Who am I talking to? What do you do? And where the hell are you? Hi, I'm Nicole McLaughlin. Uh, I'm a designer who upcycles things and makes stuff out of other stuff. Um, And I'm currently in Brooklyn, New York in my house. Word. Um, So since the last time we spoke on the podcast, uh, you were going through um, like a big transitional period in your in your life. You, I think, had just or were just about to leave your your job at that at that point. So can you talk about that transition? Yeah, I can't believe that was like a year ago since we had our talk, which is so crazy how fast that went. Um, But yeah, it was right around the time that I was trying to figure out my next steps. I had been working at Reebok for almost four years. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I think it's time for me to make a decision of like, what my plan is and if I could do freelance like could I actually make this a job and so it was around like May June when I quit and started doing my own thing full-time so a lot has changed within this past year I've learned a lot I've definitely so you've been doing your own thing for about one year now yeah coming up on a year so and like I had been doing my personal projects and the stuff that it was on my Instagram and things that kind of people know me as I had been doing that while I was working at Reebok. So I had like mm-hmm. two jobs, if you can remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. And so 
now it's just been like really focused and trying to figure out a business out of this and Mm -hmm. uh, definitely have experienced such amazing things in this past year, Mm -hmm. as well as many hardships and things that are out of our control, like what we're currently going through. So it's, it's definitely Mm -hmm. been a whirlwind. (laughs) So let me ask you, um, this is like a unique position that you're in, but like after one year of assessing this major career shift, are you like extremely ecstatic about the decision you made or slightly, you know, remorseful or regretful? Like what are you feeling after one year of of stepping outside of the, the corporate command? Yeah. I I haven't looked back if I'm being honest <laughs> okay, like, okay. <laughs> in like a good way not not to say yeah. that like I didn't enjoy my time there but I definitely like I don't it was it was such a tough decision I was so nervous to do it and mm-hmm. I just was like I just need to follow my gut and I'm so glad that I did it and nice. just to be able to make this my career and to be able to create everything that I've been wanting to create for years and being able to like really focus on that is just, I, I feel so blessed to be able to do that. That's awesome. But being that this is a business show, how has it been financially for you? Yeah. So <laughs> when I, that's always, the, that's always the, the, the nervousness of leaving the security of a full-time oh, yeah, job. Like, yeah. Sure. So. I mean, I'll be like fully transparent because I have to say like people when they go freelance, they want to make it seem like they're like, oh, I was so prepared for this and I had saved all this money and like did all this stuff. No, (laughs) no, (laughs) because I quit and I was 25 and like I had gotten a decent sized bonus that I had not touched. And so I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I feel comfortable enough that I can pay for like my rent for like a few months ish (laughs) and I had like a few projects on the horizon that weren't like fully flushed out that I was like feeling confident that like okay once I got those projects I could like financially feel okay and Mm. it was like a leap of faith because I was like if this doesn't work and like those projects fall through like (laughs) I'm going back home to Jersey like what am I gonna do (laughs) so I definitely started with like nothing and I mm-hmm. opened up my business bank account and an LLC with like $2,000 and <laughs> that was it and yeah. I had my first project and it was in China which was actually uh-huh. really exciting um, I got to go there for Hype Bay and Adidas uh-huh. and host a workshop and that was in July and then from mm-hmm. there it just hasn't stopped so I feel so lucky and so thankful yeah. that you have to take that leap of faith that you get like one good project. People kind of know what you're doing. People, my name got mm-hmm. out in terms of like, oh, she's doing workshops or she's hosting like events and stuff. And people started booking me and you just, yeah, it's a very big leap of faith though, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it's still like, um, is it still nerve wracking? Because basically like you you can't say like right now we're we're uh, recording this in April like you can't necessarily now say like you're 100% good in December or can you yeah no i mean i definitely financially i feel a lot better for sure i definitely yeah. have learned a ton also freelancing you need to be able to save well you need to be able to Mm -hmm. prepare for the worst and i mean i think i'm being tested right now (laughs) if i'm being this is is pretty much the worst (laughs) the (laughs) ultimate test of like can you financially sustain and like be able to 
to be able to make this work yeah. within your first year of going freelance, like having a global mm-hmm. pandemic is not usually yeah. something you would think of. But I definitely feel way better off now than I did a year ago when I was working at a company financially. I mean, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest, like the benefits I miss mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. Like having to do your own healthcare and like figure all that out and dental and vision and business mm-hmm. insurance there's so many layers to it that i don't think you really think about when you first go freelance um yeah so i pay like a ton of money for health insurance now and it's not even that good at all no. <laughs> so it's like i mean those are all things that you start to kind of figure out and yeah. um and also like 401k is something that i i took very serious when i was at reebok and something that i wanted to continue to mm-hmm continue saving and thinking about my future financially so it's all things that are good and i mean all a lot of learnings for sure (laughs) what was um what was happening like take us back like 30 days because the world has literally changed in the last like on a day-to-day basis but like Mm -hmm. just a month ago what were you like working on preparing for excited about that like just totally got upended Oh, yeah, it is. I was like about to get on a plane to go to South Africa. So I was basically booked to travel all of March, all of April, all of May. I think I was collectively Uh in New York for only supposed to be in New York for like 10 days, maybe. And so I got canceled. All of it. I couldn't even believe how how fast that happened it was like i had yeah. like three months like planned out like planes here to there to there like workshops product being sent like things going on to a complete mm-hmm. hole like overnight yep. it's and crazy how like the plug can just be pulled like oh boom, yeah it's right? i mean it just really goes to show you like nothing is ever like you cannot feel too comfortable like you really yeah. can't and i mean it's a good lesson i think for everybody like don't ever feel so like oh I got this. I'm I'm financially stable. I'm this. I'm that. Uh-huh. It's you never know. And like, yep. Thankfully, a lot of the things that I had planned, like I was supposed to be speaking at Copenhagen Fashion Week in May, which I was looking forward to. Um, I had a trip booked to Japan in April that I was excited about. They're all things that look to be rescheduled. So it mm-hmm. looks like it'll still happen eventually once things start picking back up again. But at the same time, like the world's not going to be the same after this. So things that maybe are like, oh yeah, it's on the back burner. Like we'll we'll figure it out. Like who knows financially if people are going to be able to like Mm -hmm. host workshops and events like realistically. Yeah. Or like sit in a conference room with like a thousand other people. Exactly. Like shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. I can't like, I don't know how you feel, but like I can't even imagine like going back to like eating even eating at a restaurant and sitting like next to people like it just (laughs) is so it's so scary like I just I don't know it's wild I think it really well the to to me to answer that question you have to answer first how much longer we have to bear with this like if you told me there's going to be one more week of this then I think we'll probably come back to being normal Mm -hmm. but because we don't know the answer to that question like it just got, you know, in New York, it just got extended another 30 days, right? Yeah. So it's at, we're at least till May now. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a point where like, there's a saying where like, if you do something for 21 straight days, that's how you like sort of form new habits. Yeah. If we go for like two more months of like not touching people or being near people, we might change like the whole way we just interact socially, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. It's like, 
I don't know. It's going to be a while, at least, like, even once this all passes, which is looking like it's it's going to take a long time. If you think about, yeah. like, after the last case is done, you still have mm-hmm. to wait a certain amount of time after that. And we're not yeah. even, like, anywhere near that point. So, right. not to be How has it changed, super um, dark. <laughs> <laughs> How has it changed your day-to-day life now? So, that's... That's the thing is that I have been working remotely for the past almost year. So I do, when I am home, I work out of my house. um, And it was actually literally right before, probably like the day before everyone started social distancing, I was Mm -hmm. about to get a studio. So I was going to have another place to work, um, which I put on. You found the place and you were ready to. I was ready. Yeah, exactly. And it was like the perfect place, like exactly what I wanted, exactly what I was looking for. And the broker and I just kind of looked at each other like, maybe we should wait on this. Oh, wow. (laughs) So I was so lucky. You're lucky you didn't like commit to that. Just exactly. And so I was like, you know, it's probably just smart that I like hold off on this and like not and I'm I'm glad I did. But that was Mm -hmm. something that I was pretty bummed out about but so I'm still working out of my house um thankfully (laughs) I have kind of my own uh routine that I've established and I have a room that I work out of so that's it hasn't been like turning my house upside down trying to like yeah make a a makeshift makeshift workspace but um I have to say so you were like a you were a master social distancer before (laughs) (laughs) yeah sadly yes (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. But like, um, I mean, I have to say, like, I was traveling so much and like, I, I wasn't always home though. So like, yeah. I w- there'd be like, w- like a week that I'd maybe be working a ton at home, like trying to get a project done or like a collection, like capsule, whatever done within like a certain amount of time. And so I'd spend a ton of time inside. But mm-hmm. it was never like to this extent. And also, I'd find myself if I was working a ton, like, in the morning, like answering emails, like I skip lunch, I'm, I'm really working, I'm inside all day by like three o'clock, I'm like, Oh, I need to get outside and like get a coffee or like, and then yeah. you just pick up and go like, you're like, Oh, I've been inside too long, I need to get out mm-hmm. now. So I definitely am feeling the repercussions. And yeah, it, it definitely feels different than it had before. But thankfully, I have the tools and all the materials and stuff I need here. Um, right. But it's it's a different way of working. And I, I can't go out and go get materials. Like I can't thrift. And that's like a big mm-hmm. part of my job. So mm-hmm. I've been relying on eBay and online shopping for thrifted items. But at the right. same time, it's like people are reluctant to go thr- like to go uh, ship stuff at FedEx and whatever. So I don't want to put added pressure on people to be leaving their house to go do those things, you know? Yeah. So I've been having to revisit a lot of my past projects and past Mm -hmm. materials that I already have, which has been kind of an interesting experience. So, yeah. Are you um, trying to stay inspired? Cause I know a lot of what you do involves like going out and just experiencing the world. And so now you're sort of stuck in your four walls, but you know, how are you, keeping inspired are you just doing it all online that's kind of tough too yeah no I mean it definitely is I think I've gotten a little bit more into a groove but the Mm -hmm. first like week or two I just I don't know what happened like it felt like my brain was like wiped 
Like I had oh. no ideas. I was just like, I'd almost felt like there was too much pressure to create because I was home. Yeah. Um, and I was and like, the shock of just the shock of what was happening too. Yeah. Like, the was, shock of what like, was happening. Yeah. Trauma, a little bit of trauma, like of the world. Yeah. For sure. And like, I think it was just like the perfect storm of like when you're trying to, like, you can't force yourself to be creative. Like it has to just come. Like you can kind of give yourself cues and give yourself some type of like inspiration to start. But in terms of like staying creative, like the more pressure you put on yourself, like, like it's going to be harder to output. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it was definitely a weird first, like two weeks, I'd say. And then I started to get into a groove where I was just like, not trying to create stuff to like post or to interact. I was just more like genuinely going through my past projects and things I just had here. Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, well, what can I do with like what I have at home? Like, let me go back yeah. to actually where I started, which was just taking anything that I could find and like being as resourceful as possible and creating new things out of things in my house. Um, right. So I really kind of reverted back to like my, original stages which i think that's helped, awesome it helped me a ton like i yeah, have to that, say that, like, and that is inspiring like just yeah. to go back and see where you came from too is inspiring yeah so i've been i've definitely been active on social like i've been posting probably way more than i normally would have because i'm usually if i'm home in the studio I'll only be able to do like maybe a project or two to build the post while i'm traveling so now that i'm home i'm i'm trying to be a little bit more active um, mm -hmm. trying to engage with people and kind of just, yeah. yeah, use it as a tool. Right. Overall, would you say you're doing a good job of staying sane and level-headed? <laughs> I'm trying. I feel like we all get to that one point in the day where you're just like, like the walls are just caving in and you're just like, you just find yourself staring and you're just like, <laughs> you're like, what is my life now? Um, I've definitely like took it upon myself to just yell at some points where I'm just like so frustrated or like, so like, I don't know, enclosed that I just need to like let out like a scream. Yeah. Which is probably scary. I'm sure, to my I'm sure your neighbors are like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, we're, I'm in Brooklyn, so everyone is on top of each other. It's very close quarters here. And so I think, I don't know, it's just very natural for everyone to feel very, um, yeah, in their own box here. So, yeah. what have you learned through this whole ordeal about like just the overall state of the world and humanity and people in general? We, yeah, I mean, I think I've thought about these things a lot and just, you just think about everything. Like the whole world is a domino effect. Like mm -hmm. every single thing is connected. Cause like yeah. when, when you think about it, like financially, everyone is suffering right now because people aren't buying things. People aren't going places. Like it's just, it really makes you think about how reliant you are on one another, whether you know it or not. And yep. I mean, I've, I've kind of, I've been trying to think of the positives within all of this. I mean, a lot of my work revolves around sustainability and um, upcycling and those types of things. And so in terms of manufacturing, things have kind of come to a halt, which is mm -hmm. hard for businesses and for brands and companies that are suffering a lot from lack of production, lack of being able to sell things. And, um, but at the same time, there are some positives in terms of the climate that we can look at. I mean, there was a ton of, um, 
articles about the smog in LA and in China, yeah. like being yep. totally like lifted and clear. Um, so like positives are looking at the world and maybe if we slowed down a little bit and we yeah. kind of all took a bigger rest in between things in our lives, like maybe our, our world would be in a better place, like faster yeah. than we think. Right. Um, but financially it's, it's a complete hardship for everybody, I think. Yeah. Have you been um, really like supporting or admiring any communities or like um, sort of nonprofit projects that you've just been like noticing or inspired by that you want to just give a shout out to? Yeah, I've definitely been just I've been really inspired by everyone trying to like uh, promote different organizations and ways to help. I mean, there was Mm -hmm. a lot on donating masks. And so my sister and I were totally involved in that and trying our best Mm -hmm. to help out in any way we can in that that regard um and then also supporting small businesses like my friends that have coffee shops and companies and brands and stuff i'm trying to like keep yeah. keep supporting everything i can my boyfriend is buying coffee from like every roastery in brooklyn <laughs> to uh-huh. keep them afloat <laughs> which has been we have like our own coffee shop here it's been great um yeah. and then <laughs> <laughs> donating um, to some causes for like meals for people that are struggling during this time. So I've, I've mm-hmm. definitely been trying to do that. And then um, also I've been trying to take part and there's a few sites that will be coming out with auctions for people to put on like their product to be able to auction off to donate money to the Global Relief Foundation. So Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be participating in that too. So being able to create some pieces to be auctioned off. Um, but any way that Amazing. I can help, I'm trying to, or at least spread awareness and use the, my platform to build to support people or people's organizations and get the word out. But That's awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time. Um, I hope you stay healthy, stay sane, stay strong. <laughs> we're all gonna get through this (laughs) yeah i'm looking forward to catching up when when we're back in action and yeah uh, maybe maybe still still six feet away no matter what but but i'm looking forward to it yeah all right bye nicole (laughs) thank you bye hey thanks for tuning in and listening to this special stay at home series of the business of hype As always, you can find out more about the show and listen to all the other episodes that we have on hypebeast.com slash radio. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It still helps us tremendously to leave a rating, leave a comment, and share the show with others. I greatly appreciate it. You can reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Jeff Staple. This special stay-at-home series of The Business of Hype was directed by me and produced alongside Christina Hong. Social distancing was practiced during the making of these episodes, and I urge everyone, stay at home, distance yourself from others, wash your hands, cough and sneeze in your elbow, and don't touch your face. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay inspired, and we will get through this. I'm Jeff Staple, and you've